This episode of the Shooting Brooks podcast is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Do you want to make some quick cash on sports betting but don't really know how? Well, come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in a specific sport. For instance, if you're interested in the NFL on Thrive Fantasy, you choose 10 out of the 20 player propositions to build your lineup. NFL not your thing? Not a problem. For the NBA, MLB, PGA, or eSports, you choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on its likelihood to happen. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. If you're into the PGA, Thrive has new contests for each day of tournaments, so don't sweat it if your golfers ruin your weekend by not making the cut. Since launching in 2018, Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes. Ready to play? You can download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Don't forget to use our promo code SBPOD when you sign up today to receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Sign up and hashtag prop up today. Welcome back to this episode of the Shooting Bricks podcast. And, you know, all the sports are taking a hiatus with the exception of the NFL because NFL, COVID, whatever. But, yeah, uh, the Dodgers won the World Series. Shout out to them again. And yes, sir. Yep. The Lakers won the championship. Shout out to them as yes, well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, um, I'm waiting for the parade, but I don't know that's ever coming. But, yes. Well, you might have to wait just a little bit longer because I saw on the news that COVID positive COVID tests reached 100K per day. So for the first time uh, ever. Okay. So just watch out for that. It's Stay your ass home. Yeah. yeah. And by the time this comes out, we may or may not have a new president. So if Joe Biden wins, great. If Donald Trump wins, FDT. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> FDT, but that's enough of the political talk for now. And I don't know about you guys, but this COVID situation has got me thinking a little bit too much. And for those that don't remember, as always, I'm Jared Castillo, and I'm joined by uh, I'm Daniel Huen. Uh, to uh, everyone out there, please remember that we're all Americans. And uh, joining us, uh, Daniel, what's going on in your fantasy football uh, league, bro? You lost to the worst person in our league. <laughs> My bad. I didn't mean to call you and your Rams out because they lost too. But uh, it's your wow. boy, Jarrell. Jarrell sells. Thanks, Jarrell. Uh, you would not uh wanted to be a near me, de- you know, last Sunday. I was, I was having a f- tantrum. So I can because, only imagine, bro. Because of the fantasy football or the Rams or both. F-ing both, man. F-ing offensive line. Come on, block your goddamn quarterback. But anyways, <laughs> I feel your pain. I'm an Eagles fan. And my quarterback, yeah. dumb as a doorknob, but it comes to decision-making. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of decision-making. Uh, 
I don't know if you guys saw, but NBA 2K released the newest trailer for NBA 2K21, highlighting the new town, city, whatever you want to call it. And I t- I posted this on Twitter. I saw the the trailer, and the only thing that got me hyped was Eric B and Rakeem. I know, G, you have a few things to say about it. What do you think? I agree with you. The song is 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 a bop. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, I didn't man. really look at the 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 trailer that much. I looked at it like you know on Twitter. You you start the video and then I just like fast forward. But it is what it is. I'm trying to like steer away from next gen because I don't like the peer pressure of everyone forcing me to want to get it. So yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yo, bro, you can't sweat the technique. <laughs> I mean, forgive me for being ignorant. I I haven't looked at the trailer yet. So like, what is the the town? Is it so? The same yeah, basically. Go ahead. <laughs> it's it's like, the neighborhood, you know. Go ahead. Was it fault. was it 2017 where you, you had like Rivet City and like the other? The, so it's like an it's like an MMO in a sports game. Not really. I, 2016, I think. Yeah, I was still in high school. Be- because that would be cool. 2015. Yeah. Then, because remember, um, in 2017, like there was that Rivet City, and then you had the three different areas. They but, probably still had it, right? Yeah, I know Venice Beach area. Yeah, so oh maybe I'm tripping. I'm thinking like the Rough Riders. You remember used to like have to claim like never mind. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Go on with that. Go on with that. Yeah, yeah. You know you have to like claim what what park you was like representing, and those I don't know. Like yeah, that's what I was start thinking about for uh, 2016. But 2017 is a blur. All all I remember is Kobe being on it and Orange Juice, and that was solid. But I don't remember like I didn't play a lot of online 2017. Even uh, okay. though my point guard was a beast. Bro, my point guard was a 6'7 dude who can pass, shoot, and rebound. Good times, man. Holy Good trinity times. of basketball. Do you yeah. think any of your uh, players could beat Chris Move in a, in a game? No. Hell no. No, nah, man. I can't, I can't beat the bum that live across the street from me. <laughs> Bro, you could barely beat your brother. Not exactly. Like yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Hey, shout out to my brother. Shout out to my brother. Yeah. But... Yeah, going back to, to 2K21 Next Gen, it, okay, the one thing that did catch my eye was there were so many different basketball courts for whatever reason. Like, there was a, there was a galaxy-looking one. There were, like, beaches and stuff like that. And there was one where, like, the anti-up or whatever, that was a thing. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really interesting. That actually got me thinking. If I had... If I were to make my own game, which, is, which this is this podcast is all about just games we want to see in the future if i were to make my own game i'd probably start out with a better basketball simulation game than 2k because 2k is for the most part it's decent wouldn't you guys agree yeah i mean for i think but i feel like the the series has gone in more in a more arcade direction as of late it used it used to be like the the epitome of basketball simulation but as the years have gone by I feel like the franchise as a whole has reverted, slowly went towards the arcade side of things. So where it's not even doesn't even feel like realistic to basketball anymore. I can see that. I mean, yeah, it's it's a we talk so much about this game, but like I invest a lot of time in it. I just find my own joys in it. But that's because I'm a basketball fan. I love basketball games because. But we're always going to expect more. So I mean, it's fair. Yeah, because. At least with the My League and the GM modes, right? Specifically, I think for the last two or three years, it hasn't really changed. So something that I was proposing is maybe going back to maybe... Maybe going back to 2K19 or... Yeah, 2K... 
19 or 2K18 when they had that storyline and you were the general manager and there was like a whole storyline and you had to build your your team up, make it into a contender and there was arching storylines and whatever else. But the thing was, it only lasted for one season. So if I were to make a new basketball game, I'd really love to be able to make a game that has a storyline as a GM, as you know, a my league person, something like that, that will last for maybe 10 years, maybe 10, 15 years, whatever I the mean, lifespan of a... I, I mean, you kind of brought up something, Jared. Is it like I've, I, I've seen this problem in sports games in the last 10 years. I mean, when we were kids, franchise modes were like the big selling point of sports games. But as years have gone by and the advent of online, I think especially with things like Madden Ultimate Team, sports franchises have focused way too much on the online and multiplayer side and they have forgotten about and neglected about their, you know, their franchise modes. And I feel like, I think a trend I want to see going forward is obviously one, there needs to become more competition. I hope for a revitalization of NBA live Um, a big game. I want to see come back in the future. It, well, it's kind of unlikely, but I hope it does NFL 2k but I mean, and I just want a second. I want to see like a refocusing. Like let's let's focus on the franchise part, like parts of that again. Let let's make that fun. So I think we're in a we are a, a different breed of gamers. I know that I was brought up playing by myself. Uh, like I didn't have people to play with, so I had to find as much fun as I could within game modes within video games. So I totally agree with you guys. To have these game modes be a little bit more, having more depth to it, you know, they don't, unfortunately, we live in an age where it's the game modes. It's all about online play. That's where we're going to get those microtransactions, get all this money that we can get online. Everybody wants to play online. We're a a chat away. We're a text message away. So, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. But I agree with you, Jared. I think it's going to be really tough to, like, have a story mode for GM. But at least within these modes, have things that allow us to to create our own little stories like mm-hmm. me personally with nba 2k21 is it 2k21 mm-hmm. i created seven draft classes <laughs> i spent hours and hours just creating players and that made the experience a little bit better for me but i've noticed over the years little 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 things really irritate me that they just take out of the game for instance back in the earlier 2ks when your character your point guard averaged 11 assists a game he will get that 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 accolade that achievement that accomplishment within his player card when you look at him league leader and assist for 2018 they take out little things like that makes the game we have to build that interest in it and stuff like that i can build towards my character leading the league and assist and being acknowledged for it my character wins the three-point contest if you do that uh all-star uh weekend on 2k21 in my league right now and your player hits wins a three-point contest they celebrate by him just standing uh in the in the center court and that's it (laughs) like like that if they could bring incorporate that nba live 2005 uh all-star game feel into the my league and stuff this is stuff that we can look forward to so i that's fingers crossed that's what i wish they can do just make these these game modes a little bit more in depth because not every gamer is going online i mean I attested this drill because growing up, I wasn't a big multiplayer guy. I, you know, I kind of hated when people bothered me and they wanted to play in the multiplayer match. I, I, I admittedly hated that. So, and, but the thing is, I want to get back to something you brought up, Jared, about the story mode part. Personally, like to me personally, I don't really, 
I don't really need someone telling a story for me. Like the part of the fun of these franchise modes and these, you know, player modes, individual player modes is that the fun of it is that you create your own story. There's nothing more exhilarating going into a franchise mode and turning around a struggling franchise into like win the next three out of five championships. That's the whole point of franchise mode. You create your own stories. Yeah. You don't need Spike Lee writing a script for you. You don't yeah. need it. Yeah, and that's what I mean because in 2K18, no, 2K19, whatever it was, the storyline was you had you could do whatever you wanted with the team and they there were these goals that you can either accomplish or choose to ignore altogether. And it it didn't really mean anything in the end because the storyline was so short. If anything, it was just for the narrative to give you something to do to pursue while you go about being a GM and give you that taste of being a GM because included in the GM mode was the ability to sit down with players face-to-face and say, hey, I don't have cap space to pay for you, but I can promise you a championship if you sign for under, you know, under your value. And you have all these different options to talk to coaches, talk to players, talk to trainers and stuff like that and determine what your standing is with them. And that's kind of what I'm looking for is more of a of an experience of being a GM because Lord knows that, you know, I may not ever be a GM. You know, fingers crossed that happens someday. But I want to get that experience of being a GM because sometimes you just want to step away from being a basketball player and step into the shoes of maybe like, you know, a Bob Myers or like a Rob Palinka or something like that. Because that's the kind of gameplay that, at least for me, is compelling, right? Being able to talk to, let's say, LeBron James and say, hey, you know, we're setting up our, our roster. Who do you want on the squad, right? Instead of just having like drones and just being like, okay, LeBron... I'm just going to check off the free agents list. These three players have the best ratings. I'm just going to grab them, right? It's it, it kind of removes the the I guess the the feeling of being part of the game, right? It just seems like you're just ticking off boxes that way. So, that's that's just merely what I meant. I want to I want to piggyback off of that. In all honesty, what what the game that you're 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 thinking of mm-hmm. is college football. When you do dynasty mode, College football, I'm as I'm repping the USC football shirt, but <laughs> nice. please don't tell anybody LSU football all the way. Sorry. Nice. Anyways, <laughs> um, I still play NCAA 14 till this mm-hmm. day. Best college argue, no argument about it. Best college football game, in my opinion. Hear me out. The dynasty mode, it you you get so much sense of accomplishment. You you can put yourself as the coach, but as the coach, you have so many responsibilities, right? I have to recruit players. I have to make sure my players get uh, all American or get the Heisman, get drafted to the NFL. There's so many different things you can do throughout the years. It's dynasty. I could be ten plus years in and still have an accomplishment. Last year, I got nine players to go to the draft. I want twelve this year. The big aspect of the college football game. Was the, was the recruitment, scouting players, putting points to scout players, having those phone call conversations. If we look at NCAA 12 football game, you actually call them and have 60 minutes. You put anywhere from 10 minutes to 60 minutes talking to them about stuff, trying to recruit them. 
if they can, if 2K can put this aspect that we got from college football into the basketball realm, I think that'd be great. As a GM, my league, my GM, whatever the case may be, if I can put a select amount of time to go and recruit a player from free agency, if I have a prestige within the league, if I am uh, Rob Polinka and I'm able to, I was able to bring Anthony Davis over and get the Lakers a championship, my prestige might give me a bonus for being able to sign this player. Those aspects that college football, and I don't know why they <laughs> discontinue that. Shit. Give those players their money. Give us back college football. Give us back uh, college basketball, and incorporate these amazing. And if you don't do it, incorporate these amazing elements into the NBA. Because, like you said, Jared, this the, the as a GM, it's so much more. It's so more, so much more depth to give you as a. A, a gamer and so much experience that they are just lacking on there's so much potential there that they could tap into but they're being lazy about it because all they care about is the money the money the money yep and, and just to just to dive in there really really quickly we in a way we kind of like want to to deal with the minutia of being a gm without the extra minutia if that makes sense right we we want to talk to these players we want to talk to these coaches we want to talk to these agents we want to talk to these potential draftees but we don't want to deal with oh we have to deal with ticket sales oh we have to do this thing and that thing and Uh, yeah that that's when it i mean there's a there's a there's you gotta strike a fine balance like what the gamers actually want to do and the other things that gamers simply don't care about ticket prices parking i mean like Okay. Which they did have in, I think, in the GM modes. And I think it was two years ago. They had all of that stuff. And quite frankly, I didn't care too much about it because it's just like my team is making 100 plus million dollars in profit. I don't need to take care of like all that other garbage of like concessions and how much a cap sells for or like the the brochure. I don't need that stuff. I don't care. We're making millions of dollars and we won like 10 championships. Doesn't matter. I mean, that reminds me of Madden 08. I remember. <laughs> One thing I will say though is that I want, I want this to come into more of these modes, customization. Like, what Madden used to really be really good at back in the day was that like, you can build your own stadium for your own team. You can you know, edit things like your uniforms, your logos. I want that to be taken more of a more of a keen interest in the future, and I hope they do that. Yeah, that's actually a really good point too. Like the customization aspect, you know, they already you can customize the teams' jerseys and like what the the I guess the arena looks like. But I guess more customization options would be great. I mean, it's, because when I was a kid, sorry to like stumble stumble over you, Drew. I apologize. Um, like when I was a kid, the, you know, when we were playing Madden 05, the most fun thing in the world was honestly like the whole relocation process of your team. You can relocate your team to another city. And like the whole fun of it was literally building your stadium, like editing your logo. I mean, and like, it was, that was like that, what made it feel real. And I totally agree with what you guys are saying. Like they it's, it's untapped potential there again, because 2k offers that stuff. You can do expansion teams. You can, you can rebrand your team. I did that in the beginning of quarantine this year with 2k 20, I rebranded the, the Hornets made them black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow, but there's so much different customization with different uh, gamers that can just put it up into the 2k community. The issue is, like you said, there's not a lot, they're not taking it serious. Like yep. you could create your jerseys, and then once you start playing, them yep. motherfuckers like 
phasing invisible. out invisible yeah uh, you could create your stadium then there then all of a sudden the announcers are, are dumb your players become invisible you have no fans you try to do the little music in the um the stadium or little sound effects and you think they're cool but once you put them in it's just whack like i want the cavaliers back when uh lebron james was um um taking over the whole stadium and they were hit threes and you hear the mm, siren i want that in my uh at the lakers i want that at different uh stadiums but it doesn't sound right it's it, it sounds weird like it's too long it's too loud yeah yeah i feel that and i guess we can just put that on in the basket of things we want to see in the future but probably won't ever mm-hmm. see just put that in there right at, near the top because for me personally the thing at the very top of games that I really want to see in the future is a Game of Thrones esque Game of Thrones esque game, and I am a a big big fan of Game of Thrones. Um, G, you can attest to this, but Same it's here. Uh, it's an absolute. Go ahead. I mean, I hate to be the pessimist, but it, I mean, it's one of the best universes ever created. But it, I just wish the last season was just treated better. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that universe. It's an absolute travesty that no game developer has decided to make a Game of Thrones game with it's, actual content. It's so deep. That university can go for days. Yeah, or years. Because mm-hmm. what I had in mind was basically think Grand Theft Auto, but with more freedom and set during the time of, like, you know, the Seven Kingdoms, right? Because... For me, these are just some bullet points that I put down, and you get feel free to, to butt in if you guys want. But just to start things off, it's going to be it's going to start with you creating your character, right? And you can have a backstory for them, just like usual. And you can place them in a specific house. And you get to experience who you are and find out who you really are as you progress through the game. So for example, if you if you're a Stark, right? And you grow up as maybe like you know not not a a noble person but let's say you're in somewhat middle class standing you can become a you know a general you can become all of these things and then throughout the game you get to figure out oh wait maybe i'm not a stark maybe i'm a targaryen or something maybe i'm a house tully or something like that and you get to come up with all these different ways to figure out who you are and if you want to be a fighter you can be that if you if you progress enough and win enough battles, you can become a general, you can start ranking up and things like that. And sometimes I wish that in this, you know, game, if you're a general, you can become a battle strategist as well. So you can, you see a map, you get to point out what you want your thing, your squads to do, and you can actually see them play out and you get to decide, should they keep going forward? Should they, you know, retreat? Should they fall back? Things like that. So it's... It's just something that I wish, you know, game developers decided to do. And, you know, throughout your journey, you could eventually become king if that's what you want to do. Or just the head of your house if being king is not your thing. And like I said, open world, limitless possibilities. Like an tell. MMO. I think Game of Thrones would actually be a fantastic MMO. Like yeah. there's so much you can play with that there. Yes. And, I mean, and if you got the right developer and like, you know, if you can go to like a very interesting point and get in that universe's history, I think you, you can make you, you can make something that's capable of winning game of the year. Yeah, no doubt. And 
you know, like I said, open world, limitless possibilities. You can talk and meet with certain people to increase your standing or increase your worldview, meaning how, you know, how you see the world. You be- maybe you become more of an explorer or maybe you become more of an intelligent person. That's a weird way of saying that, but yeah. Um, like Viserys? Yeah, Viserys, or it could be like Sam Tarly. If you mm-hmm. don't want to be a fighter, you can go to the Citadel, read up on all the books, right? Or be like a maester. And each and each storyline is ultimately dependent on what you do throughout your playthrough. So if you make certain decisions, maybe, maybe you could end up on the wall or beyond the wall. Or you could be, I don't know, like Robert Baratheon. Somehow become the king of the Seven Kingdoms and be a king at that. Or you could just play smart and, and end up being like Tywin Lannister, being the richest person in the world. Something like that. It's. I know there's a lot that I just threw at you, but feel free to just butt it's in. Kinda, with... This kind of feels like it, it, it's not like Skyrim, but it kind of has the vein of a Skyrim game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll it'll be third person. Yeah, I th- I think these games are here. Witcher three, Skyrim, like Daniel said, and the one that I'm going to relate it to is uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> See, <laughs> um, Dragon Age Inquisition. You you get your character. You see. You give them a little background. It's it's it, it's implementing those role playing elements. And I would love to see a game like this. I would love to see more role playing within it as well. If I talk to a certain player, I could develop a relationship. Game of Thrones was amazing because we, as I don't know, as a dude, <laughs> it had everything. It had everything. It had action. It had great storyline. It had sex. It had everything. So I want that within video games as well. Sorry, I'm not trying to say I'm a little horn dog or anything like that. But it's just real. It's life. That's the best TV when it's when it's reality. So I think those elements, if you add it into that, this game will be awesome. I think that I would be more story driven because that's just the type of person I am. Um, I'm thinking like this. So many different ideas you can do with it. You can like I like the whole element of dra- Dragon Age where you can control for people like you have a party of different people therefore you're not just your own character um and then for some reason when you when you related it to gta it just it just dawned on me like what if you created your player right and then you also had to control like the complete opposite of your player like like we saw in the last of us 2 with abby and um ellie right what if you had to be a white walker and you had to do his missions and y'all had to like fight in the game. Like mm-hmm. there's just so many different, so many different avenues you could go with. Yeah. This game needs to happen. Absolutely. I mean, I just, it all comes down like who wants to develop it. It's, and it's and, like, no offense again, Telltale, but like we can, we can find like an, we can find a developer that that's willing to like put a massive, this, this franchise deserves like a massive big budget, triple A like type of treatment. Yeah. And agreed. It's again going back to the travesty part. There has been one good Game of Thrones game, and it's been it was made by Telltale, and they only put out one season, which is absolutely disgusting. Because I enjoyed that storyline. It was it happened between season the end of season three and beginning of season four, and I think it was no actually season three, end of season three, and around the end of season four. And they just never picked up on that. And I feel I feel sad that we never got to see what happens to that house. I mean, and another thing, too, 
Telltale, I mean, I hope they I hope they will get back to the series one day. Like they don't necessarily have to tell stories from the like, you know, from the TV show or the books. That that universe is so huge. It, it spans like across like a th- like thousands of years. So they can they can easily go back to a time where like like we are far from like the current storyline George R. R. Martin's currently writing right now. The universe yeah. is that big. Yeah. And yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say Telltale was in his bag. You relate that to the early uh, Walking Dead games as well. I mean, as they they just couldn't adapt. You know, they should have just stuck to just storytelling and role playing and just advancing in that. Because if you add any other element with the game, it just doesn't function well. Like doing fast movement things and trying to fight enemies, it mm-hmm. just didn't flow well. And that's why it needs, like you said, Daniel, a little bit more money into the game so we can get all of those elements that we want. Yeah, and speaking of Telltale, gee, you have a few notes that you put down here. Why don't you, uh, why don't you get into that? Yeah, I mean, we touched up on, like you said, uh, a, a Game of Thrones type of game. I would like those Telltale type of games, but with those other elements in it, like say, for instance, Detroit. Detroit is a great storyline to me. It's not a lot of action going on in it, but those role-playing elements and decisions and different outcomes that you touched up on in this Game of Thrones idea – I would like to see that in video games in general. That's just the type of games that I like. So if I agree with you, Daniel, if Telltale could come back and, and touch up on some of the things that we are into now, Game of Thrones, I don't know what other really shows out there that they can make a game on that yeah. is going to intrigue everybody. Yeah, that was, that was actually one of, my, one of the things I was thinking about is if Telltale were to come back, what do you think their next project would be? Because... I have honestly no idea. Because, because they tried like, they tried Batman. Yep. They could I mean I mean I honestly I don't I don't know. Why I mean, not why not Daredevil? Hey. I just want to bring this up. I just feel like the superhero genre has so much potential in the gaming like in the in the world of gaming. Like like we 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 already seen what the superhero genre can do on the big screen, but like on, on your controllers, like like look listen, like I hope developers in the coming years develop even more superhero titles because there's so many superheroes out there that can make really good video games. Like Daredevil is especially one. I want to see a Daredevil game. So what about Deadpool, G? Yeah, I, I would love to see another Deadpool game, but not in a sense of like Telltale. Like I just keep thinking of their Triple art a style. Time. And I couldn't, yeah. But Deadpool deserves another game that's more mature, you know, a little darker, and add those elements into it. I don't, I wouldn't say open world because I don't know how Deadpool would serve in there. But a great storyline of Deadpool f-ing up shit and just his character, like Ryan Reynolds has to play the character on the video game, pay that man. But yeah, I would love, I would love to see a Deadpool game. I mean, so that's like 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 the Spider-Man, like you said, Daniel. Didn't you touch up on that? You said that uh, Daredevil with Spider-Man's publishers, developers. Yeah, I I was hoping like yeah, I yeah. hope I actually hope Insomnia like doesn't just stop with just Spider-Man. I hope like with their success with Spider-Man, I hope they expand to other heroes and like Deadpool like is some is a hero that I want to see like done on a video game. Obviously, I mean, hopefully, I mean it's all good signs for superheroes because you know. Uh, the Suicide Squad game is going to come out or sometime around next year. So, like, that genre uh, is getting a lot of hype right now. Uh, quick reminder, if you are interested in Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, it will be available November 12th, 2020 for 
an amazing $50 on the PlayStation Store. We are not sponsored by PlayStation. Well, I yeah. wish. No, so interesting you bring that up with, with the, the Deadpool game because, you know, I'm neck deep in Yakuza 0, 74 hours in, mm. Chapter 9, and it's the more we talk about this Deadpool game, it's kind of interesting because the storyline is super serious. Um, two ex-Yakuza members are trying to fight their way back in, and there's a bunch of gore, death, whatever have you. But at the same time, there are moments sprinkled into the game. Like, you can... There's literally a character you meet called a walking erection. And you can go to arcades, and you can, you know, race with other people. You can go bowling. It's... And it's not really too open-worldy, too, if that makes sense. Because everywhere you go, you just walk around and you run. There's no cars. You can take taxis, sure, but you don't jack cars. You don't take helicopters, things like that. It's just... Think of, like, a really tight city, maybe like New York. And instead of, like, driving around everywhere, you just walk. You just take a cab or you sprint. And you just meet certain people in, like, back alleys and stuff like that. And you deal with these sub-stories. So that's what I'm imagining this Deadpool game to be. I don't know if you guys... I, I, I can see it like like God of War. Yeah. Deadpool like God of War. Because God like of War linear is, style level play. You can do little side missions. You can upgrade your character and the weapons that he does. And there's a lot of different bosses to fight. So I, I can see it. And Yakuza sounds like a solid game because it sounds like it's in the same realm as that as well. So, yeah. Yeah. it That's a comparison. Quick aside, it it's a really fun game. I've been trying to tell you to get it, dude. Like, it's if you really want a single-player experience, it's literally single-player because, again, 74 hours in, I'm on Chapter 9. I have no idea how many chapters are in the game because I'm trying to keep myself away from any spoilers. But, yeah, it's just a really, really interesting game. Uh, any other games? Man, I hear you. It's just it's a whole bunch of games I got playing. I'm still playing Ghost of Tsushima. I just got Cy- Cyberpunk. I just got uh-huh. Watch Dogs. <laughs> Cyberpunk is not coming yeah, out. Check out think. that. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk looks like to be like a, a huge. It obviously looks like looks like gonna be a huge hit. It it, it could be a shoe in for Game of the Year. Yeah, hopefully. Game of the year this year, next year, the year after, because we don't know when the hell it's releasing. So, yeah. But, G, you got uh, you got any other games you wanna, you wish that you can see soon? Yeah, to be honest, I don't know. Earlier this week, I was just thinking out loud. Y'all remember Sly Sly Cooper, Band of Thieves, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Ah, old school Admit- two PlayStation Two game. Admittedly, I've never played it. Ah, games like that. I don't know. I just little fun games. Sly Cooper was pretty solid to me. It's about this little fox. Um, I think it was a fox or a raccoon, whatever. But it was like a cartoon, but video game. Like, I like the older school games where we would get new creations. I don't know. It just felt different. Um, the little missions that you have, you were running around with a, a, a pink hippo. <laughs> it sounds wacky. And a little uh, smart turtle. Uh, just think about characters like this. Um I say Sly was like the Leonardo of the Ninja Turtles, right? And then you got the turtle. He was like uh, Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. And then you got the hippo that was like Raphael. And you would just do little missions. I think the little storylines that they had was pretty solid, engaging. It was like one of those older kids, young teens type of video game. But 
I thought the Sly Cooper franchise was pretty amazing. And I remember uh, the one that I had for PlayStation 2, and I just loved it as a kid. So I would love for them to either, like, bring it back or do what they've been doing with those games like Spyro and uh, Crash Bandicoot and just making a revised version for the next gen or the newer generations. Like, if they do that, that'll really touch my soul as a as a, a gamer for the PlayStation 2 era. Like, they just need to bring all the PlayStation 2 games back. On top of that, now y'all got me on a roll. Fight Night Round <laughs> 2. Best boxing game in the world. Fight Night Round 2, in my opinion. Uh, I need a new Fight Night game. They need to uh, bring it back. I know I, Fight Night Champions was good, too. I mean, I ha- I have very fond memories of the Fight Night games. They were so fun, Jarrell. Like, Thank you. They, like, it, like... The best part of those games was like literally knocking your opponent out. That was the yeah. most exciting thing you could you could do. Personally, I don't know if EA would want to make another Fight Night game. Like it, it kind of ties. I'm being. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. It ties back to this. It's the declining popularity of the sport of boxing. Yeah, you got to remember these developers. They make games to make money. That's the sad part. So I mean, as boxing continues to consider go be less and less of the casual sports fans conscience the less likely they're going to make these games what you i mean honestly expect more ufc games down the road because that sport even though even though it kind of i mean it's doing okay with stars but it keeps growing it's going to expand its reach dude i just looked it up sorry to interrupt really quickly the last fight night game fight night champion was released on March 4th, 2011. Nine years ago. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Ugh. I, I mean, see your point, though. UFC has, has been become more popular and more people are into it. I'm not going to lie. The new UFC game that came out this year looks like a it's a cop if I wasn't buying all these other video games. But it's just something about those elements that I'm just going to keep on going to fight night uh, round two that isn't, isn't present. Like, even your prep for a boxing match like even the difficulties of characters like even in those graphics it just seems different i don't know the music everything about it so i just give me a revised version like give me a, a new a remastered uh, a remastered version so i i'll be okay with that give me a remastered version for the playstation 4 because i'm not getting that playstation 5 to another year or two chill yeah. out on all of that and i'll be solid yeah i mean dude i wish that Fight Night just I don't know. It's it's one of those series that I've been on and off on, quite honestly. Like Fight Night Round Three, great. Fight Night Champion, great. But the rest I'm just like, eh. It, it's personally I I think it the Fight Night series is one of the greatest sports franchises to ever happen. Because because of how fun it was. That I, I don't know what it was. I think I just think the Fight Night franchise hit it so well on one thing, gameplay and presentation. And that's what it hooked you to the franchise. Yeah, absolutely. And just think about the announcers, like them just talking is it's something about it. It's they're more enthusiastic. They're more engaging. You even though it was older graphics, it just felt like an experience overall experience within a video game. Just which from the start you don't get screen, screen, which you don't get really in the UFC games. Unfortunately, EA has married personally. Yeah. I haven't played those games, so I will not attest to any statement made by you guys about UFC. But speaking of which, G, you have uh, you have any thoughts on the eventual GTA Six? If 
it does come out, if My Fever Dreams are going to come true at some point, do you think GTA 6 will be worth it? Or will we ever see a GTA 6 in our lifetime? Let's put it that way. <laughs> Hell no. They about to run away with this for the next 15, 20 years. Damn. Uh, we honestly need a GTA 6. Like, they should have did it with the next gen or at least in the next year or so. Um, I'm I'm fiending for it. I love great storylines, and every GTA I've played has been amazing with the story. So I just hope they don't get too carried away with this multiplayer. Like I, I said like before in a game review with uh, Watch Dogs, the online portion is just an extension. Like, let's focus on that story. Yeah, single player, man. Exactly. And I, I don't know. I can't wait. I honestly can't wait. I personally, love open world games. Personally, I'm not. I don't. I didn't really care about the multiplayer in GTA Five, but like that's other people's taste. Um, the deep, the the highlight of the Grand Theft Auto series has always been the single player. It's always been the storyline. It's always been the ability to go around, and, you know, shoot random people. That's the that's the appeal of Grand Theft Auto. Oh, I mean. Let's not say that was the main appeal. That's <laughs> okay. an addition to the game. Let's put it that rampage, way. rampage. You get to rampage. All right, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyways, other than that, I think Grand Theft Auto is arguably, in my opinion, the greatest video game series of all time. Um, but that's that's a very subjective thing to say. Personally, I think it's inevitable. I think it may take year. It may take months possibly even years for them to even announce given the nature of how rockstar announced this project but we will get a gta 6 uh personally i will add this however i hope they come back around to the bully franchise because i think that's one of their more underrated games to ever they have ever released i just i just want to i just want to go back to that world i just found that i've just found the first bully game to be silly in the best way possible but yeah i i i hope i think gta 6 is a must i think it's inevitable it comes out I hope they somehow come back to the bully franchise. They're not going to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're in, we're at a time and place in society where they are not going to make a, a bully game. It's already hard enough that we yeah, got but, Call but of Duty and shit. The the thing about Rockstar is like they they kind of thrive on being controversial. Like mm. why wouldn't didn't, they want to come back? Didn't they lose like some developers or people behind the scenes for uh, GTA? Like that's yeah. going into yeah. They lost I mean, a lot of the people that were behind the original series. So, like... I'm kind of worried. Was... Go ahead, go ahead. I- I'm kind of worried because, like, I-, I hope Rockstar had people under those people that were, like, that were just as well-trained as the previous crop. So, I I hope Rockstar keeps making good games in general. I hope there isn't a decline because of change of leadership. Yeah, and so Dan Hauser was you know he he's one of the people that headed uh the rockstar games and he has written or co-written almost all of the titles in the grand theft auto series and i don't know if it was him or his brother one of them left because they didn't like how the the franchise was heading because a lot of a lot of the i guess focus and the attention was going into gta online and see it's I, see i'm not a fan of that yeah i it was interesting because it's one of those things where they were they were getting so much money that they just decided that you know hey we uh we don't really care about everything else we're raking in billions of dollars so why not just continue focusing on GTA Online? And quick, quick correction. 
it was actually Leslie Benzies, who was one of the lead developers of the Grand Theft. Actually, no, he was the lead developer of the Grand Theft Auto series, and he left um, the the company. So you guys just made me think of a game that's open world. I know we're just going off topic here a little bit. Uh, that Harry Potter game that's coming out. Uh, that has game. yeah. There's a Harry Potter game that's coming out. That's um, they've I open world. That- I felt that that franchise has always had good game potential. It's just they've never found a way to hit it. This this might be the game. I think it comes out next year, mid-2021, for the next-gen systems or something like that. But I saw something on IGN. Shameless plug there. But um, the other thing was uh, Telltale Games. Uh, like, they could – we were talking about potential things they can make games on. I think they can do some things with Greek mythology. There's a show called uh, Blood of Zeus – on Netflix, check out my um, review on that on Entertainment Paradise at on Instagram. Shameless plug there, but um, yeah, they could do stuff with that. And with our DC fan here, Daniel, I think Telltale could do something with DC too. Static oh, Shock, hell yeah, Justice League. I think Telltale could do something with that Damn. if they came back. If I mean, they came back, of yeah. all the DC heroes, I want to see eventually get made or someone take a chance on Superman. What? You said take a chance. How many <laughs> movies this motherfucker got? They need new people, bro. New no, people. No, a Superman video game. What's it's gonna it? be garbage, bro. He OP. Yeah, I mean, what's like a rock? You just throw it at him. It's like, ugh. But like, you can't make a Superman game. It would be too easy. Like, what? What would the challenge be? Kryptonite. Oh. I don't know. Lex Luthor, Metallo. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I mean, there's not yeah, enough. Man- Go ahead, go ahead. Nah, like Teen Titans. Yes, they could make a Teen Titans game. I think oh, I'll be, be down. I'll be down. For <laughs> Avatar. What is going on? That's the game we need, bro. Yeah. We need an Avatar game that's open world, just like the whole idea we had here. Third, third person, great storyline. Choose what your background is. That is the formula. Where, where are my notes at? That is the formula behind <laughs> the scenes. Uh, role playing, decision making. Open world, character development. That is the formula for an amazing video game. And what we're missing is Avatar. That would be a great game. There's already a great storyline because you have 100 years worth of backstory you could potentially delve into. You can just pick a random Avatar. You could be like Avatar Roku. or You could create your own character. You could be the next Avatar. Dude. That's a that's a missed opportunity, quite honestly. Speaking of which, I actually saw um, r- quick aside. I was watching this video a few weeks ago, and they actually made an open world avatar game where you can go to different parts of the quote unquote world. You can see like Omashu, you can see like the Northern Water Tribe or the Southern Air Temple or whatever, or whatever the places are, and you can see like the Fire Nation too. Yeah, I think Does that's pretty like- cool. Was it the video that looks like uh, early 2K, like uh, computer design? I wouldn't say that, that video. It was, um, it looked like the game was an extremely early alpha because they were still okay. getting all the textures correct. And you can fly on Appa too. So I don't know. Maybe that's something we could see in the future. Just saying. even if you weren't ever an, an, an avatar, that would be great. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you can enhance your powers. Like, I'm a, a earthbender in the sun, and then I end up defeating somebody and becoming a metalbender. Like, that so much there i mean i i hope we you know i hope 
it would be awesome to get a good avatar game speaking of which because that franchise outside of the show has kind of been mistreated and i just want to see it treated well outside of its tv show for once shout out to you netflix yes shout out to you hire the creators back and just let them do what they want to do because they know the material better than anyone yes god why and is that so Shyamalan didn't didn't take that to note and nobody yeah. mentions him nobody should mention him yep but yeah anyways with that being said is there anything else you guys want to add before we wrap this episode up speaking strictly on video games video games are cool i mean video games are going to be a medium that keeps growing bigger and bigger year by year year by year um last bit smackdown versus raw 2007 One oh of the best yes wrestling games gmo we need that shit back like yeah. just give give power power to the players creativity to the players that's all i ask for my for our video game developers those are usually the best games isn't power to the players the motto of gamestop exactly yeah i know okay. it was from somewhere yeah <laughs> Greedy no people. we're not trying to Shout out. We're not trying to scalp anything from GameStop. We're not sponsored by GameStop, by the way. But if you'd like to sponsor us, GameStop, we would be more than happy to do so. Especially when you're a Power Plus member and been buying all your video games faithfully from GameStop. Yeah, sponsor us. Shoot a Bricks Podcast. Let's yeah. get it. Shout out to GameStop. I know that I'm getting some games from GameStop still, depending on if they have it. If not, then I'll just go digital, as much as I hate that. But anyways... With all that being said, don't forget to subscribe to the Shooting Bricks podcast and leave a review on your platform of choice. It really helps us out. Lastly, make sure to follow us on at Podcast Bricks on Twitter and at Shooting Bricks Podcast on Instagram for all the news on the Shooting Bricks podcast. And as always, I'm Jared Castillo. I'm Daniel Wynn. It's your boy, Relly Rel, Jarell Self. And we will see you next time.